anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. There we go. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me on a rare Thursday or fuck it, Wednesday evening episode in which I was just saying I have no brain power, which is like very like slightly um, less than normal. (laughs) Is uh, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? You're going to have to carry me through this show. I can already tell. I will do my best, you know. No matter how little brain power you have and me being a complete hillbilly, we're still going to do better than John Fetterman did last night. So we got that going for us. <laughs> you were telling me, yeah, we're going to have to get my reaction live to some of that because I haven't had time to uh, go through it. The Mexican government wore me out today, along with some other Mexican people. But I, uh, yeah, I spent my afternoon going down to whatever government building you get government shit try to get government shit done down here in pv and dude it was the biggest waste of when i say it was a waste of time so for those of you not familiar with my issue i think i talked about this before i paid the property taxes here twice well i paid them once my uncle paid them once and when i got a late notice saying that they hadn't been paid i asked him if it if they you know have these been paid? You want me to pay him? He's like, sure, go ahead and pay him. Turned out to be a colossal pain in the ass. You can't pay it online anymore with a U.S. credit card. You have to go down to the bank to pay it. But um, because it was a late uh, notice or whatever, I couldn't get the code from the bank account to pay it in cash at the bank. So that after a back and forth, going to an ATM, taking out a bunch of cash, trying to pay this at the bank, after three failed attempts online, I finally just had one of my fucking friends with a Mexican bank account and a credit card pay it online. And two seconds after that happens, it was like three days of me trying to pay it. Um, I send the confirmation to my uncle. He's like, what did I pay in February? Because you only pay him once a year here, apparently. Turns out he paid them in February, but he was having the same issue. So he went down to the bank and I still to this day don't know if the bank screwed up or he's actually supposed to take the payment from like the receipt from the bank, go to this worthless government building and say, here, I paid the fucking taxes, like mark it down. I still don't know if that's what you're supposed to do or not. Mixed answers on that. So then the I, I explained this to my friend and they're like, oh, OK, um, you have to like, I'll write you a letter and then you have to go down to this government building 
and they'll give you a credit, bring all the payment stuff that you, you know, you've paid it twice. They'll give you a credit for next year. It's like, all right, that sounds like a huge pain in the ass, but at least, you know, I'll get it taken care of and whatever. I get the letter. I print out the two, I print out the payment confirmation that they made online. I have the physical payment confirmation that my uncle had in February. And I head off to the government building with a, a different friend of mine who needed me to need to use my Costco card. So I was like, all right, but you got to take me to this government building first and fucking translate everything for me. So we get in there and the, you know, we go up to the first window and we're like, where, you know, where do we do this? Like upstairs. So we go upstairs. Where, where do we do this? Oh, go to like this, you know, around the corner to this guy. We go to that guy. He says, no, no, go back around to where we just were. And they just keep bouncing us. They bounce me around to three different people. And then they're like, okay, sit here and wait for this guy. So we wait for, you know, like 10 minutes or so. This guy comes like strolling in. Nice enough guy. And we, you know, explain the problem to him. And he asks me for the, the payment confirmations. And then he's like, well, do you have this QR code from the online payment confirmation? And I was like, I don't know. I printed out the confirmation that my friend gave me, which by the way, I looked at it again had a QR code at the bottom. So I don't know if he needed a different QR code. So now I'm like frantically going through my emails. Like if I have to fucking go back and get like a different, I, I don't know, a million things are going through my head. So I find the email and it has the, a, the QR code that this guy's looking for. And he's like, okay, you need to go print that out. And he's like, go to this other building and get pay this guy to print it out. She's like, what? It's like, it's a QR code. <laughs> What, whatever. I can't argue because like, I don't speak Spanish well enough to bitch at these people. And my friend is just like really nice. She's like, okay, blah, 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 blah. We'll just go do that. And so we go down to the fucking thing and go back downstairs around the corner to this printing area. And we send this guy, like, uh, we text him. Uh, I take a screenshot of the QR code. I text it to him. He prints it out on the computer. I give him six pesos. And then I go back up to the guy where I was. And we give him the thing. And then he gives me back the two pieces of paper that I already gave him. And he just starts like explaining blah, 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 blah. I, I picked up like 10% of it. Basically, he was saying, come back in January with next year's payment and proof of this duplicate payment. And then you can pay the difference and be done with it. So I, it didn't look like they did anything. And we just like walked out. I was like, and so my friend's like explaining it to me. And I was like, but why can't they just fucking do it now? Like change the payment amount that I owe now, because I showed them that I paid this one and I paid that one. And can't they just like mark it on my account or something? Like, that's not the way the government works here. And I was like, so wait, what did they just do? What were they doing? What did they do? The guy didn't write anything down. He didn't, I was like, what was the QR code thing for? She's like, I don't know, the file or something. They always need a piece of paper. I was like, but I gave them two fucking pieces. Of so I, they did nothing. They, they could have done that over the phone, you know, because my other friend talked to them on the phone. They called and they're like, what do we do now? And they said, type up this bullshit letter, which, by the way, he didn't even read. Uh, type up this letter, go down there and they'll give you a credit for next year. That's what I was told was going to happen. Now, if they were just going to say, hey, bring proof of payment to us next year when you get your next property tax bill and you can pay the difference, I would have just done that 
in January, even though I'm not going to be here in January. This is going to be somebody else's fucking problem because I don't think I'll be here. And, you know, by the time they get that um, whatever notice. So that was fun. <laughs> and by the way, the traffic getting there was epic. It was took us like 30 minutes to get to this fucking place that's 10 minutes away. Remind me sometime I've got to tell a story about how I went for uh, four years without a valid driver's license. That was a fun journey through the oh uh, just depths of be, not hell because we were the... just being negligent, just be, because they fucking suck at everything. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, why did we just do this? And she like couldn't explain it to me. <laughs> so funny. And she's like getting the brunt of my anger because she can like understand English better. I'm just like, what, what was the point? We just wasted like two hours on this. This was like my afternoon. And she's like, yeah, it's just the government. I don't know. It's the government here. And I was like, oh, it's not just there. It's everywhere. It's in every country. This is the way government operates. But what the fuck? Just tell me that over the phone. Or how about you fucking fix the account right now? You're telling me, I mean, January is in two months. They don't know what my property tax bill is going to be yet. Okay, just mark down on the account 10,000 peso credit. Yeah. Can't do like, it. This is this has already been paid, so whenever the bill comes around, you don't have to pay that. Yeah, you just, just pay whatever. Just, right, you sent whatever bill you send me should just be the difference and then I don't have to come down here again. How about that? Um <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous and just everything that I was expecting which is like, I'm not like that angry about it, but it is frustrating, even though I had the lowest expectations. They literally did nothing. They just told me to go to four different places and print something out and then told me to leave and come back in two months. All right. That's that is government in a nutshell. Yeah. The funniest thing was like people just I don't think the like three of the ladies that told us to like wait for this guy were actually like helping him do something with papers. So they just didn't want to deal with it. And I think they were just like, oh, this guy will help you just wait for him. And then they were just like sitting there with us for 15 minutes. And apparently, you know, you have to be wait to told to, to be told to come back in two months. You guys just told me that in the beginning. Just like, oh, you have your receipt. OK, come back next year and we'll, you know, we'll pay the difference. That makes too much sense. Yeah. Not, anyway. not enough of an inconvenience. Yeah. And then I was in Costco for a while. Costco is a fucking madhouse just everywhere you go doesn't matter the time of day uh but it's nice to know that mexican costco is every bit as crazy as american costco yeah. we actually did a uh on the morning show that i do we actually did a little segment a couple weeks ago I, I don't remember how it got brought up but somehow we ended up looking at a a list of the top 10 best and worst items to buy from costco and uh i wasn't very impressed with any of them apparently is this, has, is this based off of prices or just like people's preferences people's preferences okay yeah i i was excited they had the fucking sparkling water that i like agua gasificada <laughs> they hadn't had that like the last two times i went so i haven't had this shit in like eight months so i got three cases of it <laughs> as one would it was, it was like the funniest cart ever it was all it was all just like fucking drinks it was like three cases of that a case of water a bottle of whiskey two boxes of wine and uh <laughs> i don't know some like detergent and shit that i needed all this heavy shit that you never know if they have room for it when you take an uber there so i was like i got my friend's car i'm just gonna load it up with heavy stuff 
Uh, anyway, uh, very exciting day. I go under the knife tomorrow to get two wisdom teeth pulled. Really looking forward to that. Uh, I put it off so long that now it's going to eat into my vacation because I'm such a fucking procrastinator. Un dude, so I think I probably talked about this when we were complaining about insurance, but the the oral surgeon in the U.S., which, by the way, charged me $120 for a phone consultation um, and to look at my x-rays, I guess, uh, quoted me like over five grand for this operation. It's $300 in Mexico. Not bad. 150 bucks a tooth. How many kidneys are, gonna, are they going to take? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going. I don't think they're going to knock me out, which kind of freaks me out a little bit. I could pay extra, I think, to get knocked out. But then I'd have to get somebody to like take care of me. And to be perfectly honest, I'm a little afraid that I might like go nuts and try to jump off my balcony or something. So I think I'm just going to grin and bear did, it. Did you see the uh, the story about some chick that went, I think it was Puerto Rico, to, went to get a, uh, a Brazilian butt lift? I don't know what, what's different about a Brazilian butt lift as opposed to like a regular butt lift. But anyway, this chick goes and, and gets her Brazilian butt lift. And while she's there and... I guess they put her under while they they gave her her butt lift, and they also stole a kidney. So, <laughs> always she fun. Is, that is fucked up. And how did she find out? Just the the scar. She's like, "What the fuck?" Did, uh, go in, did they go in through her ass to pull a kidney out? Can you even do that? I think she was experiencing some severe pain and went to her doctor, her normal doctor, once she got back to the states, and and okay, then they then they discover that she's uh, the reason she's experiencing severe pain is because she's losing or she's missing a kidney holy shit dude that is i can't think of a worse <laughs> like you just lost an organ man that's bad i'm making sure my kidneys and liver are completely useless nobody's ever gonna steal <laughs> any of this shit <laughs> yeah i'm surprised they didn't load her up with like fucking cocaine too and send her back or something like yeah. each ass cheek is just full of fucking coke Put a tracking device on her so when she gets back, some uh, cartel like finds her, and knocks her out again, yeah, and they, removes like, everything. The airport. <laughs> like, where'd my butt lift go? Yeah, that was actually cocaine. Sorry. Well, uh, anyway, I have been uh, I've been seeing a lot of Joe Biden trying to get through an interview, Ooh. which is like kind of the way I feel trying to get through this podcast right now, on low sleep and just exhausted, but. That guy, I mean, there's even before I think that interview, there was a bunch of other just like fucking embarrassing uh, gaffes of his that I was like seeing on, um, I don't know, Twitter or Instagram or something. They just kept popping, popping up on my feed. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, Jesus Christ. Each one is like worse than the next. And then you see this interview and it like he just like completely shut down like two or three times. It looked like he literally fell asleep once. Like he was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I saw that initially. It was like on zero head. Just like watch like Joe Biden's brain reboot mid interview or something. Like that. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll check that out. And then they made him walk and talk. I was like, can you do two things at once? Like walk and chew gum at the same time? Like holy shit! They're getting those like stupid various uh, shots for the you know they do for these interviews. Like oh, we're gonna take a casual stroll. And I can't believe they tried to make him walk and talk at the same time. 
I, I can't believe they try to like get video of him walking. Period. Uh, how many how many times have we seen him just like wander off? That there yeah. was the there was the one where they're trying to go into the White House, and instead of following the sidewalk, he just walks out through the grass, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh, and then he turns and like goes towards the actual White House. Like he just he just wanders off. Like is do you really want? Do you really want to put him on his feet and give him the opportunity to do this like live in an like, interview? What are his? Doesn't he have handlers? I mean, he's got to have handlers. What are they? So, oh, yeah, sure, he can handle a walk and talk. No, he can't. He can't handle a talk. This guy can't. He literally cannot do anything. It's honestly, it's. I think it's. It. it I think it's worse than I was anticipating. I don't know. I think. I think the fact that they've let it go 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 on this long is worse than I anticipated. Remember when we were taking bets, like, oh, how long is he going to last? How how long before he fucking, they pull him out and put Kamala in or something like that? Um, oh, I think we, so I think it doesn't help that basically for all of 2021, they kept him completely under wraps. You know, he didn't do any interviews. He really didn't do any press conferences. The very, very rare occasion where he did anything, it was like super limited number of people in the room. The people had like pre-screened questions that they could ask. Like there was no interaction whatsoever. And then all of a sudden in 2022, they just started like trotting this motherfucker out and putting him on display. And every single time they do it, it just looks worse and worse. It's like, it's like they, they heard the feedback that, Hey, everybody thinks that this is like a sham presidency because he literally hasn't come out of his basement for the entirety of 2021. So you're going to have to do something to prove to the American people that he's real, he's coherent, like he can do the job. And then, I don't know, like for some reason they well, just decided, let's just keep trotting him out that maybe it, it can't get any worse, right? Like he, he he's going to get it figured out one of these days. Well, and remember they started with doing that thing where like, oh, the president's holding a press conference. But he wouldn't actually talk to, like, take any questions from the press. He would just read, like, a really short statement and be like, all right, I'm out here. Well, that I think I think the reason they started letting him take some questions is because he would get to the end of that and he'd say, well, I'm not supposed to take any questions. So, uh, and then he'd be even oh, more God, confused. So <laughs> funny. There is something endearing about, like, just how, like, clueless and honest he is. It's not like that one question that the reporter the reporter asked him about like you know his some lady aunt somebody was like concerned about his like age and his like mental decline and, and he's just like there's like these moments where he's just like i don't even know like i can't tell you how i can't say my age and i was like you could, like he can't say it because he doesn't know how old he is first of all <laughs> he's he's not sure what year it is much less how old he is yeah but then he just has these like moments where he just like gives you this like blatant admission and uh it's just there's something like so fucking it's hilarious and you're just like oh this poor guy and then you remember he's like a scumbag politician and you're like all right let's uh is this really who's at the fucking helm of this thing like this is it and the, these are you know the people that put him in power are like the the most fervent believers in this system and this is like the most important position like president you know they get really riled up every four years and donald trump was such an embarrassment i mean my god he would say fucking things on twitter 
And Jesus Christ, dude, Joe Biden is, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be embarrassed by having this, this guy as your president, if you buy into this system where like, you know, the system of government that you and I obviously don't care for. So it's funny for us and we don't really identify with it, but like the people that identify, like this becomes like their identity, like the president is like super important to them. What are they thinking about, man? I try to ask some of my friends that voted for Biden. I'm like, is this, this is what you thought? This is what you thought you were getting? This guy is the best we can do? And it's not like the vice president is a whole lot better. Like the I, first, I said, wait, she's got a backbone like a ramrod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's awful. Well, uh, and they, she, she has been so bad. She literally went on Colbert and they made a skit making fun of how bad she's been. Like they were talking about the Fetterman debate and she, they del- this is deliberate. Like this wasn't her just like naturally talking. I'm, I know I'm almost positive. If it was just her actually saying this, then that's even worse. But I'm, I'm almost positive the way it was done and the way she was giggling throughout it, that it was, it was set up to be this way. But uh, Stephen Colbert like asks her about the the Fetterman Oz debate, and she says debate like seventeen times in about thirty seconds. It, it was hilarious, but you know that's the way she answers everything. She's like, "Well, we're gonna we have to support uh, we have to support Ukraine because we're supporting Ukraine, and and Ukraine needs our support, so we're gonna go support them." And, you know, like so, they did that with the debate thing, and it was fucking hilarious. But like that's that's where we are with this presidency. Like Kamala Harris is a joke, and she's such a joke that they can invite her on late night to make the joke about herself. And it's, yeah. well, I think I have the audio for that on my phone right now. Just oh, as I Googled the, or I like did the search for the Fetterman thing. It was the first thing that came up. <laughs> play it. Yeah. Play that. Oh, this is going to be, hang on. It was a debate that the whole reason, literally it was a debate. <laughs> All the debate. Everyone I understand. Travel to the debate. There were journalists there covering the debate where there would be a debate of differences of opinion and issues. Okay. Uh, it was a debate. I don't know if that's that's a you think that There's was a, a whole reason. shut up, Kamala. God damn it. Shut the fuck up. Okay, there we go. I think it was a shtick. I'm pretty you sure think it was so? a shtick. Um, <laughs> I don't know. God, I, I can't. That's the thing you can't tell anymore because everything is just so fucking ridiculous. But yeah, I guess they just give you the word like she's her and the fucking press secretary, Jean Pierre, uh, whatever her name is, something Jean Pierre. Did you see where she, uh, Peter Ducey just like completely, <laughs> just completely stonewalled her? Like she just gave him this blank, dead stare and just ended the press conference. She's like, all right, we're done. But he he asked her something about uh, I think it was something about the riots in from 2020 or something. I can't remember what what the question was, but it just like completely stumped her. She was just like, "All right, this inter- or this this question, the Q and A session is done. <laughs> See y'all next time." Like she just just cut it off and walked out. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm, I'm scrolling through this this uh, Twitter feed. Malice is just like fucking shredding these people. Like. They found the Fetterman's debate coach, and it's a picture of uh, <laughs> uh, that previous uh, libertarian candidate that you know didn't pull so well. 
Anyway. All right, so let's give some background on Fetterman before we get like get too yeah, okay. Far wait, into no, it. back to the let's let's finish with Joe Biden first because okay. I keep you know I was watching like the the Talking Heads um, on Fox News. I saw like I think I picked up a little bit of Tucker Carlson, but or no, I was watching um, uh, also the uh, what's it Timcast. I watched like an episode of Timcast, and they seem to think that this is the left turning on Joe Biden, and I, you know. I didn't really get that impression. I've been I have been saying that for a while since they really started letting him spend more time on camera. I've been saying something along those lines. I think they're trying to kind of hang him out to dry and be like, look, once so once 2022 election cycle runs its course and everything really kind of because I, I I think the Republicans are going to take both the House and the Senate. And I think at that point, then with some Democratic, uh, not Democratic, but Democratic Party uh, influence, they're going to move to to remove him based on the 25th Amendment and try to say he's not fit to serve. He He's clearly in cognitive decline. We've, we've been watching it and we've been seeing it and we've tried to do the best we could with it, but clearly yeah. he needs to go. And like they'll they'll allow the Republicans to run him out, and and then they then you know then they can paint the Republicans as the bad guys instead of doing it themselves. That that uh that makes sense. That's a yeah yeah I could see that. Be, I mean because they're still not. I mean like could you imagine if Donald Trump did a fucking sixty minute interview like that and had that many like moments that were just like oh my god this is the most embarrassing moment I've ever seen in an interview. And the reporter like could have been like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> he didn't say anything. So he was like, they're still like super nice to him. They're exposing how incoherent and incompetent he is, but they're not actually really acknowledging it in the moment. You know, it's, it's like they let everybody else just be like, okay, yeah, this guy's like fucking lost it, but they themselves don't want to get their hands dirty. There have actually been quite a few opinion pieces and different things written in uh, across left-wing media, I guess, so to speak, like the Atlantic, the New York Times, Washington Post, uh, Salon, some of the, I guess I haven't seen any of them in Salon specifically. They tend to be a little like really, really radical, but um, but some of the other like mainstream left-wing news sources, they have run some opinion pieces and let some stuff come through that is very critical of Biden, both on the economy, on just his general like cognitive decline, on his foreign policy. Like they, there has been a lot more that has come out over the last three or four months than what you saw from the time he was elected up until like say April or so of of 2022. Yeah. Uh, they've they've really started to ramp it up. That's like stuff you got to read, man. Nobody reads anymore. Are they talking about it like on the, you know, like on the actual TV with the the big shows, you know, or the as you know as big as they get? No, nobody that. actually, nobody actually says this stuff out loud. You you can't say it on air, but you got to go to the op-ed section and then they are writing they are writing about it a lot lately. Yeah. So, and that's that's fascinating for me because I, that's that's something that I've actually I'm in the middle of about a four or five week series where I'm taking different articles and like really digging into them and looking at 
looking at what's in the article plus the uh, the overall context of it, like real world, and looking at stuff like that, uh, like opinion pieces and and also stuff that's like research based and and really digging into it, like there's a lot of this stuff that's out there and all of it gets ignored because nobody takes the time to read shit anymore. But it's it's definitely out there. All right. Well, um, it that was probably the funniest thing. Like everyone's telling me I need to put Joe Biden quotes into the intro for the show. I know I've been like I've voiced my concerns about this in the past, but now there's like so many that there's I don't even know what to choose. I should do like a completely new intro. It's just him. <laughs> It'd be mostly just air of him being like, uh, okay. And I don't know what to say anymore. Starting a thought and then just giving up on it mid sentence. You can work on a new one for for twenty for twenty twenty three to start in January, where you've got Nancy Bur- uh, Nancy Pelosi talking about uh, bird bath, and <laughs> and then you've got uh, Biden with all of his gaffes. You can get some John Fetterman just completely falling all over himself. It could be yeah, fun. So what I haven't seen the John Fetterman stuff yet. Um, and this is, so this is the guy for those of you who aren't for, cause I, I didn't even remember the name at first. Once I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, this fucking guy who was wearing like a hoodie sweatshirt and they were like really pushing him as this next big thing. And then he had a stroke and now he can't put a sentence together. After he had the stroke, he, I, I guess he's the Lieutenant governor of, of Pennsylvania. I didn't, I didn't realize that, um, but he wasn't expected to be super competitive for this Senate run. And then he managed to kind of capture people's hearts and uh, he was saying the right things and he ended up winning the, his primary. And then he had a stroke and there was a lot of speculation that like they should maybe pull him out, that uh, they should do something, something else like go back and reprimary it or like anything other than let a guy who literally just had a stroke, try to go forward with this and he canceled events and like everything from uh i think he had the stroke at the very beginning of may and they just canceled everything like he just started doing events and started doing like public appearances and stuff within the last month and a half or so like he he really didn't do a whole lot and so there's been a whole lot of speculation that he may have brain damage he may not be able to walk or talk right like all of this other stuff and and in the in the events that he has done, he has been able to get up on stage and read from a piece of paper or a teleprompter and at least be mostly coherent in a very sterile and practiced environment. So he's and they supposedly they have a doctor's letter that says that he is fit to serve and he's a competent individual. Uh, you know, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. So I'm sure that's so leading to procure. <laughs> and and there have been other debates that were supposed to have happened since since his stroke up to now. And they've all been canceled because he had a stroke. Um so so now we finally get to him debating. And his team like had all of these stipulations. They had like closed captioning on monitors behind the uh behind the moderators so that they could so that he could like read it on the monitors and be able to like keep up with what's going on and what's being said and everything like all right number one <laughs> is that red flag 
that's not good. That's like, your... like when I'm uh, watching something in Spanish. <laughs> so, so they've got all these stipulations that they built into this into this debate, and and the Oz campaign or the Oz team was like fully on board with it. They're like, yeah, whatever we got to do, do it. It's fine. We'll oh, be by, fine. By the way, he's debating Doctor Oz. This is right. like the fucking clown world that we're in already. Like, what the fuck is like? If you just made the like five years, six years ago or something, if you were just making a fucking ridiculous story about what twenty twenty two is going to be like, it's like some hey, stroke victim is debating Doctor Oz for a Senate seat. Hey, guess what? We're going to put Lurch after he had a stroke on stage to debate Doctor Oz. If you told somebody that in twenty twelve, they'd tell you you were batshit crazy. Yeah, this is just so bizarre, man. What? Like, <laughs> so, I don't see how anybody could be uh, optimistic about the future of the U.S. government here. It's so in they shambles. Were, <laughs> they were allowed to have two like practice sessions with this setup so that they could get acclimated to it and everything. And and the Fetterman campaign did one. So they like they went to the studio and basically kind of like ran a dummy simulation of a debate so that he could like get himself acclimated to the way this system was going to work. So it's not like he was just thrown in there, you know, unknowing, like they've, they've practiced this. He should have been ready for this. And then it was just a complete fucking embarrassment. All right. Yeah. We have some uh, audio clips. I, I think I got queued up here. So, all right. So let's go ahead and give this one. This is, looks like it's from Breitbart News, so this will probably be pretty embarrassing, I'm guessing. And I don't um, know that there's any that aren't, so. Okay. So it's, uh, Peterman repeatedly struggles to make sense and debate with Dr. Oz. We'll go ahead and roll it. This campaign is all about, to me, is about they didn't pay the bills and it got her paid. Here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation. We also be able to make more in Pennsylvania. When he had a choice to make his merchandise the oz label is on he made it all in china and how can a man you know with with you know 10 gigantic mansions you know has uh unwilling to talk about a, a willing wage now we we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to that's that's the most american bargain and i believe they haven't have any businesses being being uh he doesn't want to talk about having somebody having a living wage and having somebody able to survive roe v wade for me is okay wait hang on so i can't tell if they're mashing up a bunch of clips i think they put together like several clips from this debate into that that's yes that that's pretty mashed up i mean if you isolate each individual clip that's being mashed up they're bad all on their own. So like that, this is kind of like a highlight reel of the things that were bad, but okay, but that like, makes it even worse because they're all jumbled together. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, there's a lot of jump clips in there. But, all right. Let's see. Here's his opening statement. Let's try that one. Oh God. That's let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate push two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down. 
that needs to keep get back up. Thank you. For- no, that wasn't too bad. Well, you missed the first like four or five words of his his opening statement. He said, "Hi, good night." <laughs> and oh, then he, I mean, I did. Was, <laughs> it's like when he first said that, I was like, I I thought it was a troll. Like when I first li- was listening to it, I thought he was trolling. Like because he goes, "Hi, good night." And then, he, and then he goes on with this. I, I thought, I thought for sure he's be a U.S. senator. You have sixty seconds. Right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> that video is fucking. Good night, everybody. Oh, that's that was great. great. I was like, I thought, I thought for sure it was a troll. Like I thought he was just gonna act like he was done. But no, he he. So so one of the pundits was like. What he meant to say was good evening, not good night. He's just getting a little confused. It's okay. It's like this this is literally the first thing he's had to say all night. Like, what do you mean he's he's just a little confused? He started out a little confused, obviously. Like, I get what you mean. And good evening, uh, Tim Pool kind of broke it down. I'm like, good evening does have a, a different connotation than good night. <laughs> like it yeah. was just so funny. That's that's funny. I bet that. <laughs> I always put things in perspective of people trying to learn a second language now, because that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> it's like, hey, I could have made that mistake in Spanish because you have to say, like, if you say have a good evening, that's basically the same as saying good night. But if you just say good evening, then it makes sense. I don't know. I think this guy's winning me over. I really like the rest of his opening statement. He really took that stroke head on. <laughs> <laughs> Find this clip where he's talking about fracking because that's that's what's gonna kill him. They uh, he's been wishy washy on fracking over his political career anyway, because it's Pennsylvania. So like, if you want to have any type of a chance with the western half of the state, you cannot be super anti fracking. But at the same time, if you want to have any kind of a chance with the eastern side of the state, you've got to be pretty anti fracking. So. So he's always been wishy-washy as a politician anyway on that topic. And he was asked directly about it in the debate. And man, he he blew that one bad. Let's see. I have him talking about the minimum wage, uh, medical records, critici- criticizing uh, Dr. Oz for being a quack. Um, I don't know. That one's not labeled. Gun control legislation. Um, let's see what else. Abortion. Oh, it's one of uh, it's a malice one. Malice says uh, this is why I donated money to John Fetterman. This is what we need in the Senate, and it's uh, he's being asked why has your position on fracking changed? So, do you have it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. See if I can get it to to play hold up just a second no problem here we go let's try this you know you know ransom to somebody like russia you know i've always believed that energy independence is critical and i've always believed that and i do support fracking i've never taken any money from their 
their their industry, but I support how critical it is that we produce our own energy and create energy independence. I must correct the record. Uh, he, have just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Uh, I, I I do support fracking, and I don't I don't I support fracking, and I stand and I do support fracking. Okay, thank you, Mr. Federman. On yeah, oh man, that's tough when they when they dig deep back to 2018. I do support fracking, and I I I don't I, I don't I don't uh, I do support fracking. Dude, it, dude, and so I just don't understand how there can't be anybody else that they promote like why did they initially start promoting this guy was it just because he had a fucking medical condition no no his uh he won he won his primary before he had the stroke like he yeah was, and then he was like the new sensation he was gonna fucking you know fly right into the senate blah blah blah, blah and he flew into the floor I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know why they kept him on the ballot after his stroke. Like, surely to God, there had to be somebody that was like monitoring the situation after he after he had a stroke, and that that had to be like, hey, we need to pump the brakes on this guy. Like, he's his he's not coming back around. There was a doctor, uh, a neurologist, that was talking about it on town hall, and what they were saying was. Um, after somebody suffers a stroke like this, usually the first three to six months are where you see the most improvement. And and once you hit about the six month part, uh, six six month mark, it doesn't really get much better from that point. Like Oof. you're kind of as you're kind of about as good as you're going to get. Uh, this happened in early May. We're getting that six of, months. Yeah, we're we're right. You at, have a hell of a fucking November. <laughs> Right, we're right at early November, so you know, honestly, this is probably about as good as it's going to get for him. Like, you know, do you really expect him to make any significant cognitive improvement over the next two weeks? Like, yeah, well, let's. I want to hear him talk about raising the minimum wage first because that sounded like he was really on to something in that first clip that we were playing. So, I want to hear this and then I will give you my official thoughts on Fetterman for Senate. Time you should be able to live in is for you, Mr. Fetterman. Do you support raising the federal minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour? Why or why not? You have sixty seconds. Yeah, I do absolutely. I think it's a disgrace at seven twenty-five an hour. And how can a man, you know, with with you know ten gigantic mansions, you know, has uh, am willing to talk about a willing wage for anybody. Imagine a signal mom trying with two children, trying to race with them, realizing making $31,000 a year, you know, $15 an hour. You know, I believe every work has dignity and every paycheck must have dignity in it as well. True. I've always supported a living wage and we make sure that everyone has economic security. I have a follow-up for you, Mr. Fetterman. What do you say to small business owners who have told us that if the minimum wage were increased to $15 an hour, it would put them out of business. You have 30 seconds. 
we we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to that's that's the most american bargain that if you work full-time you should be able to live in dignity as well true and i believe they haven't have any businesses being being uh we can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying uh, individuals that just simply can't evade to to pay their own way okay mr yeah Okay. Absolutely. I agree with every bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was not a great answer. It's not the worst answer I've heard on the minimum wage. This this thing about living with dignity. I remember when I first heard that and it was, yeah, it was probably like four or five years ago when that started to really like make the rounds and some of the online things like, oh, people need to live with dignity. What does that mean? It's just the, like dignity is... It's very fucking subjective, and I don't know how you quantify it. Certainly today, $15 an hour, depending on where you are, isn't going to get you a very dignified life, if that's what they're basing it off of, uh, how much money you make. Well, like It's like the, the living wage. That's uh, that's yeah, virtually yeah. indefinable. Like it's what's a living wage? Nobody can ever answer that. What's an yeah. assault weapon? Nobody can ever answer that. Like the The left uses all of these buzzword terms that have no meaningful definition they have no practical to debate them and i didn't hear anything i haven't heard anything that dr oz said so i don't know what his like you know comeback to this stuff was but like to just you know you just have to scratch at their fucking platitudes a little bit like okay living so how are we living here uh do we have you know two cars five bedrooms, four bathrooms. Are we going out to dinner three times a week? Do we have a, you know, a maid in, you know, a live-in maid? Do we have somebody to take care of the kids? Are they going to private school? Like You just keep going. Like what is living? Because I can get you, I can keep you alive on a fucking sack of beans and hard boiled eggs (laughs) for a really long time. I mean, I'm, I made it on 11, 25 an hour for, yeah, uh, and that's just the most infuriating. There, you know, a kids, woman, like, a single mom with two kids, isn't supposed to be living on seven twenty-five an hour. It's like, yeah, I know her kids are probably supposed to have the seven twenty-five an hour job. Uh, you, if you're making seven twenty-five an hour, listen to me. Don't have kids. You're not ready for kids. <laughs> you're not even ready to support yourself. You have to have like two roommates at seven twenty-five an hour if you're living in like you know, Chicago, New York, LA. Well, and they always talk about like how previous generations could make a living on that because uh, the times were different or whatever. Like we're not, we're not those generations. It's like, yeah, you're right. We're not those generations. Like we have cell phone bills and a cable, like they didn't have to deal with a $200 a month cell phone bill and a, $300 $300 a month cable or direct TV bill. And they didn't have multiple car That's payments. And, and the federal reserve hadn't completely destroyed the value of the dollar yet. <laughs> like, like, you know, people, the, the big problem. And I don't know if we talked about it on, on this show or where uh, I've talked about it before you have, there are articles being written in the New York times and Washington post about how, Uh, 20-year-olds are making six figures and living paycheck to paycheck or worse, like going bankrupt. Like 
the reason that this is happening is because as a culture, as a society, everybody lives outside their means. So they're living paycheck to paycheck because they choose to blow all of their money on all of this dumb shit that they don't need and and force themselves into a paycheck by paycheck situation. Like, yeah. They always everyone seems to adjust their lifestyle to what the paycheck is. You know, it's like you you get a 10 percent raise, you start paying, you know, you start spending 10 percent more. And it's just, you never, you're, you're always behind the eight ball. You never fucking have anything saved. And then something bad, ha- you know, you don't have a rainy day fund. Everyone just thinks it's going to be fucking sunshine and rainbows. And then you get hit with a $500 unexpected bill. And even though you're making $110,000 a year, you can't fucking swing it. And you have credit card debt up to your eyeballs. Like I, I remember, yeah, kids in college would have like $10,000 racked up on credit cards and they were not paying the balance. Uh, they weren't even paying the minimum. They had creditors, they had like debt collectors calling. It was like, dude, you're 19 years old. How do you have debt collectors coming after you already? Like, get your fucking shit together. But no, we can't, you know, that's a, that's a very undignified response, John. We need to, everyone deserves dignity and $15 an hour. And good luck on $15 an hour in the next couple of years. I don't well, care the, where you are. The same people who are voting for that guy, because everybody needs a $15 an hour minimum wage and to live with dignity. They're voting for other Democrats because they want student loan forgiveness. And eventually that means they're going to get uh, those credit cards that they racked up while they were in college. We're going to forgive those too, because you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have been put in a position to take out a credit card. And, oh, yeah. And they to took be, advantage of you. Yeah. It's so funny that they're like, you're too stupid to understand the terms of this deal yet. You're intelligent enough to go to uh, higher education. <laughs> it's like, it's a weird fucking, I don't know how you square that circle kind of thing. Well, they didn't know what they were doing. Well, if they didn't understand the terms of a fucking credit card, what are they doing in college? How about we start with that question? Like that guy said, he believed that every kind of job, like all work had dignity to it and each paycheck should have dignity. Then why are we pushing everybody to get a worthless fucking overpriced degree in gender studies and uh, Chicano studies and all this other stupid shit that has no value in the real world? If there's dignity in every paycheck, start teaching them trades. Let's get some fucking plumbers in there and some electricians and some, you know, some HVAC guys. So I don't have to fucking pay them $600 to come take a look. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. And I always make this point about the minimum. There's two just like things that you cannot really um, come to terms with when it comes to the minimum wage. One is the fact that these are just arbitrary numbers that they pick out of a hat. $15 an hour. Why 15 and not 20? Why, you know, 20 and not 30? Why 30 and not 100? Like, there's just whatever problem you have at 100, you have it at 30, you have it at 20, you have it at 15. Um, Some businesses are going to go out, you know. Uh, The other thing is just that if you look back, but like the first real minimum wage as we know it today was a $1.25. But that was back when we were on the dual metal standard and your $1.25 was an ounce and a quarter of silver. And silver, even though it's, you know, precious metals have been beat up lately, you're still talking like an ounce and a quarter over 20 bucks an hour in today's dollars. So, you know, the minimum wage in the 50s, uh, or maybe that was like early 60s, was over $20 an hour in purchasing power. And then you look at today and you get 725 uh, in 
fiat money, which doesn't even buy you 725 anymore. So it's like, what is the real problem here? It has nothing to do with what arbitrary number you pick. It has everything to do with how much the the money uh, has value. But anyway, as far as Fetterman's concerned, I never understood the attraction to this guy, um, even before his stroke. Just looking at him, I feel like he has a very unlikable uh, appearance. Like there's just something that bothers me. Maybe it's his goatee. He 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 looks like a like a wrestler or something. He, he reminds me of somebody, and I haven't been able to put my finger on it. But I don't like looking at him. He's unpleasant. It's just because he's so gigantic. And he's so awkward looking. And yeah, he is like a fucking got, ogre. <laughs> he's got like the hoodie with the sleeves rolled up and he just like towers over everybody around it. Like he's just really. Yeah, yeah it and, used to be. Yeah, they would like when they wanted to be like Mr. Casual, I'm one of you kind of guys. They would take off the jacket and roll up the sleeves of the shirt, you know, the shirt and tie with the rolled up sleeves to show that they're like an everyday man. I'm one of you guys, you know, one of these fucking blue collar workers. And he took that to the next level. He threw on a hoodie, but then he rolled up the sleeves. <laughs> it's like, I'm one of you skaters, but also like a hardworking roll up the sleeves yeah. kind of guy. <laughs> He's just embracing his inner Bill Belichick. That's what it is. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're super successful, uh, you're a fucking Zuckerberg can wear hoodies everywhere and Bill Belichick can wear fucking hoodies on the sideline. Uh, when you're a bumbling ogre, uh, you might want to... <laughs> come up with a different look i don't know i I just can't do the idea that this is these are the people that voters are are forced to choose one or the other i mean like how do you like your fucking choices oz wasn't great i mean by all accounts like i I didn't think oz was great but he's at least he's at least coherent yeah you don't have to be great against that right but yeah i mean Imagine not suffering not su- when not suffering from brain damage is the like the the yeah. line that's pretty low bar. Yeah. Wait, so did they ask Dr. Oz what makes you qualified to run for a science? Like, well, I don't have brain damage. <laughs> Good night. There were <laughs> like, some pundits that were talking about how this was like a uh, a display of Dr. Oz beating up on a disabled man. It's like, hey, at least you have the uh, you know, at least you have the honesty to admit that that John Fetterman is disabled. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be making fun of somebody that had a stroke and that was having trouble talking. It's sad. But if you're going to be a fucking politician, I'm not going to pull punches. I'm sorry. If they're going to trot him up there on stage and let him do it, then he yeah. is. I mean, you're putting yourself out there. Uh, I'm not going to I'm going to treat you like I would treat any other retarded politician. <laughs> Sorry. And by the way, I just don't understand. I want to talk to some of these people that believe so strongly in this idea of government and this process of democracy. And then they look around and we have over 330 million people in this country. And I don't know, figure half of those are adults or something like that. This is, these are your choices. You get um, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump Donald Trump and Joe Biden, Joe Biden and God knows who in 2024, if he's actually going to run, he's, it's still his intention, but we all know that's not going to happen. Kamala Harris is next in line. You still have, uh, what's her face? Um, Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> third in line for the presidency. Um, she can't get really get a sentence together either. 
Now, whether or not that's just old age or she's drunk all the time, I can't tell. But uh, like these people, these are like the least impressive people of all time. You still have fucking uh, Aunt Esther in there, Maxine Waters. She's on like committees. And then you have uh, the what do they call them? The what's AOC's crew called? Oh, the squad. The squad. Yeah. The crew, the squad, whatever. You got AOC and that other stupid chick whose name I can't remember. Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar. Other Presley. Rashida Tlaib. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, you look at the, the other side squad. and you got like Lindsey Graham. It's like I, I was watching Tucker Carlson. I think I caught like a minute or, or two of like his uh, sort of montage or like opening thing talking about Joe Biden. And then he cuts to Lindsey Graham and Lindsey Graham is just like, I can only imagine what China is thinking right now. <laughs> it's like what China and Russia are thinking. So he's pining for the next fucker. Like these people suck at everything. They are the least impressive people I've ever seen. And they are running the world's largest, the, the world's largest government, the largest government the world has ever seen. They have trillions of dollars at their disposal. They have the power to wreck the world five times over. And this is, a, you know, admittedly, according to these people, this is like the most important thing. This is the highest office, like blah, blah, blah all that shit that they go on and on about and how it's too important. And your vote really counts. Like, this is what you get. This is it. That's it. You have a senile dementia patient. Um, you have a token uh, hire in uh, what's-her-face, Kamala Harris. Literally, he's like, I'm hiring a, a, a black woman. It's like, all right, that'll be great. Uh, what are your choices if you go with a, a black woman for vice president? It was Kamala Harris or it was uh, the, the chick with the gap in her teeth. Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. She's another one that they're pushing on us. Didn't she have a debate recently too? She didn't do very. She didn't do great in her debate in Georgia either. It's like, man, they just keep putting these people up on stage to let them make asses of themselves. I, it really. So I've talked about my theory that the Democrats are trying to lose in 2022 to give the Republicans the House and Senate, and they're trying to lose in 2024 to give the Republicans the House, Senate, and presidency. So that in about 2026, 2027, when everything like crashes and burns, they can they cannot be the ones holding the bag. They can be like, look, Republicans were in charge when all this thing like completely went to shit. It's their fault. You should vote them out and let us have control next time around. I sincerely think the more that I watch them put people like Fetterman and Stacey Abrams on stage for debates, the more they put Joe Biden in front of a fucking camera to do interviews, they are trying to make sure that I'm right it's just it's unbelievable i wouldn't even give them that much credit i don't know i mean remember they're pushing beto o'rourke too robert oh, man. francis they're, he is his he is tanking in the polls and they're still pushing him hard in texas like he's running for governor of texas and it's a his his entire campaign is a fucking joke but they keep on they keep on keeping on with him uh, i mean he's i think he's got i think he's got worse polling numbers in texas than what Fetterman has in Pennsylvania right now. It's amazing to watch these people who nobody likes. They clearly suck at this and they're just like clinging to the idea of becoming a politician for life. like once you get in there, you are fucking set for life. I, I know I was listening to like AOC complain about how she has to pay for two properties 
at once. And she's got, you know, on her measly, you know, $175,000 a year salary. And it's just like, yeah, okay. And then you get on these fucking committees and then you become a fucking millionaire. She just hasn't been there long enough. But yeah, cry me a river that you have to pay for two, you know, you have to maintain your property in the, in the state where you were elected or whatever, in the district you were elected. And, uh, and also in Washington, DC. Boo I got three boo. properties. Apparently, I need to be a politician too. Yeah, I just yeah, these people are just unbelievably um, awful at this. And this is like, it's not even that hard to be a politician. You just have to lo- like just get the platitudes right and repeat them. They can't get a whole platitude right, so they just stick to one word: debate, debate, debate. <laughs> oh man, it is. Uh, it is really something to watch this. The wheels come off of this. I don't think we can make it to 2026 before this um, this thing just completely implodes. But I don't know. I've been they've kept it together a lot longer than I thought they could. We'll we'll have to see what happens here. I mean, the debt is just getting insanely. Are we at 32 trillion? Net? I think we're closing in on it. And with interest rates rising pretty yeah, soon, yeah, pretty soon the you know, the interest on the national debt is going to be the entire uh, federal uh, budget. It's going to be the whole thing. It's going to be more than we spend on the military, on uh, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. It's going to be everything. Every tax dollar that comes in is just going to be to pay the interest on the debt. And the debt's just going to keep growing. And there's no way out of it other than default one way or another. So... It'll be interesting to see how, uh, whether it's the Republicans or Democrats at the um, at the helm of this thing, when it finally does just completely come apart, and we are, you know, we're looking like something between uh, the Weimar Republic and Venezuela right now. Um, how they, you know, what their diagnosis is for the problem, and what and what the plan is for the future, because, man, it. These people cannot fucking formulate a plan to get us out of a, you know, out of a brown paper bag. And the fact that they're going to fix this screwed up economy and write this ship is just the most ridiculous thing ever. And by the way, also, I, I forgot to mention, we have to fight climate change. I'm going to work on the weather next. Yeah, we need to talk about that next time, because I, I did a I did an episode that's coming out on. Wednesday of next week that digs into copper and what goes into the copper mining industry the, the because copper is a huge portion or is a huge uh, component in windmills and solar panels oh my gosh uh, not that it's it, like it wasn't a surprise to me but we need to do a we need to do a dive into like some of the some of the stuff that goes into this green energy sector because the environmental damage that they are doing in order to save the planet is fucking insane. Yeah, it just seems that no matter what we we've come up with so far, at a certain point you have to do something not so green to get to that end uh, green product. And uh, yeah, uh, just it's it's yeah. fucked, man. I don't know what else to say. I know you got to go. I got a I got a thing at seven in about fifteen minutes too. So. The, the fun continues and um i don't know you have anything to plug uh i've got like i said i'm doing the the reading series on my show so if you want to listen to me uh 
stumble through attempting to read stuff, feel free. I'm I read really good in my head, but out loud it's I just come across like a redneck. Yeah, big words. Imagine. Right. Imagine that. Yeah. And Friday is supposed to be our next happy hour thing. I'll uh, keep you guys updated. I don't know what kind of condition I'm going to be after I get two wisdom teeth ripped out of my head. So we'll see. I'm, I'm sure I'll be in the mood to drink, but I don't know. Uh, if you'll be allowed. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So we might have to postpone that, but I'm really looking forward to the next month or so. I'm going to have a lot more uh, free time to work on some let's, things. Let's give you Friday off and let you recover and do it next week. Cause I'll be out of town uh, from, I'll be leaving tomorrow and I won't be back until late Sunday night. So, Okay. That was tough. So I'll take Friday off done. <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah. Um, don't forget to uh, download and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. I'm told that helps and uh, become a supporting listener to the show. I will link to that in the description. And if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back probably next week with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.